and welcome to wherever you may be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be talking all things Chelsea. My name is Olivia Bazaglo, and joining me, as always, is Charlie and Krish. Now, guys, we unfortunately we've sort of skipped past the Man City game, the unbelievable win at the Etihad in the last minute. Can't even remember the last time we had a last minute winner to celebrate. Such a shame fans weren't there to see it. But that has all been sort of marred by the result last night. Such a disappointing one, wasn't it, Charlie? Yeah, it was awful. It was a real wake-up call. I mean, I know we made some changes, but we were shocking. It's really annoying me, our record against Arsenal. It's, it's terrible. Like We keep losing to them. Um, it's, it's not good enough because they're, they're rubbish as well. Like, so They're so bad. It's the worst Arsenal team I've seen yeah. in, you know, ever. Ever, yeah. And and yeah, like we just were not at the races. We weren't equipped to deal with the way in which they set up, the very pragmatic way in which they set up. We were wasteful on the ball. Those individual errors which marred, you know, the, the nadir of Lampard's reign was sort of crept mm-hmm. right back in. Obviously, ridiculous individual error from Jorginho for the goal, mm-hmm. but he, he certainly wasn't alone in that. And uh, And yeah, like really poor day at the office. And yeah, a bit of a wake-up call because mm-hmm. we've we've had it we've had it very good for weeks. We've put in some amazing performances and some very very big games. We've got a monumental game to come on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, re- real wake-up call for the whole squad and and Tuchel. And Krish, um, like Tuchel said, he came out after the game and blamed himself. He sort of took responsibility and said um, and said I made too many changes. But is that an excuse with those changes that Tuchel made? Surely that Chelsea team should still be beating that Arsenal team. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think um, it was a, a bit unnerving that he like he wasn't even aware of how many changes he'd made. I think before the game, <laughs> I think he gave an interview where he said um, he was sort of surprised when he was told that he'd made seven changes from the City game. But um, yeah, as you say, you would still expect us to have enough there to 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 beat Arsenal, and I think. Um, the chances we miss, I think because Arsenal scored so early, there was maybe some um, complacency just kind of expecting to get the equaliser at some point. Uh, the Havertz one was the standout for me when he was running through one-on-one and just skied it. Um, but it felt like sort of the first time collectively that that everyone has had an off day at the same time, including the manager. Um, mm. For someone so meticulous to not realise how many changes they've made and then um, uh, also... To, to seem he's he seems sort of rattled in his post-match interview as well. I thought mm-hmm. he didn't seem as composed and um, as as sort of certain of things as he usually is, which is a slight worry. Yeah, um, Charlie, that I want to talk about that Havertz chance because he is usually every time I watch him play, he's almost too composed. Like he's so calm on the ball and everything is just like placing it, passing it. And sometimes I'm like, put a bit more on it, you know, and this time was the perfect opportunity for him to just place it, pop it in the corner and he goes and does that. But really that's been the story of Chelsea season, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Not taking, not taking chances. It's, you you just worry with the games we've got coming up, you know, even against people are sort of thinking Leicester's going to be an easy game. Of course it's not, you know, in cup finals, chances are an absolute premium and you need to take them. Um, our last Champions League final, we got one chance in the whole game, pretty much, and and, and Didier Drogba took it from a corner, um, and that and that's how we ended up winning it. We cannot take five chances to score, ten chances to score, whatever it's been at times this season. Um, I think it's I, I think it's clear that whatever happens this season, this could be 
you know, on par with the greatest season in Chelsea's history um, in terms of in terms of trophies. But we still need a striker uh, next season. We we cannot we cannot have that situation again because because what will happen is is teams teams work a system out after a season. You you, you saw it with Conte. Conte caught everyone by surprise with that new system, um, and the second season teams have worked it out. The same may well be true of the system that Tuchel has brought in. Um, we, you know, Chelsea fans more than anyone else have experienced second season drop-offs before. We need to address that. It's it's a criminal, criminal lacking in this squad taking chances. And and yeah, Chris is right. The the Havertz chance, <coughs> absolutely indicative of that. He did fantastic to win the ball, but then to do that and you know not put a stamp on the game immediately was really really poor. Um, as you say, Olivia, from such usually such like a, a silky finisher. Mm. And um, I was, for one, a little bit confused by Thomas Tuchel's subs. I think for once, I, I haven't really questioned mm. a lot of the time. But to bring Hudson-Odoi on at whatever time he did, before someone like Hakim Ziyech, who, um, I mean, I know he didn't do much, but, you know, there's a few balls in behind that, you know, only really he could play. What do you make of Hudson-Odoi? And I want to know if you, because there's a lot of Chelsea fans out there, I'll start with you, Chris, but I want to ask you both on this. Chris, what do you make of Hudson-Odoi? And do you think he's got this potential that loads of other Chelsea fans see? Because I'm not sure that I feel that way. Yeah, he's in a, he's in a, a, a spell where he, he really has to push on from now. Otherwise, I, I don't think his, his ceiling is much higher, which is a shame. But um it feels like there's it's always been like an end product issue with, with him hasn't it and um i think we saw that again last night uh, sort of running down blind alleys and looking a bit lost on the ball um but having said that he is he is still really young we do have to remember that there's there's definitely um time and room for improvement but um i think maybe it's just a consequence of him it, it, it feels like he's been around for ages and um i think the frustration is maybe a consequence of him getting more game time despite still being so young, um, which is again unusual for for Chelsea. Of course, like we we've got these young players coming through, but now we're seeing so much of them that um, that we're we're developing a, a, a kind of more rounded view of of what they're like and what their potential is. But um, I think there's something there. But yeah, it, it, when he has these opportunities, he has to do more for me. But um, 20 years old there's 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 work he can do on the training pitch and give him more minutes I think it is difficult for him because Tuchel does sometimes it seems to lob him into games like last night I think Tuchel clearly got two in his own head about the the games coming up I think um obviously we were talking last week about how um we wanted to just get through the City game I think Charlie said he expected us to lose but then we'd we'd beat Arsenal less and it wouldn't necessarily matter too much but now we're in a situation where we've won the first one as a bonus but are looking at these two games now sweating a bit because, uh, sorry looking at the Leicester game sweating a bit because we've lost to Arsenal and obviously you would expect the Leicester game to be more similar to the Arsenal game um, so yeah I think he's, he's jumped to bring on Hudson-Odoi when actually if it was if we had like a clear fixture schedule no one big coming up at the weekend um I imagine he would have plumbed for, for Ziyech instead. I reckon he's just, again, still trying to keep Ziyech as fresh as possible. Probably won't use Hudson-Odoi in the FA Cup final, so he's like, I'll, I'll use him tonight. But, yeah, it didn't pay off. <laughs> you say he's young. 
But you look at, you know, Phil Foden hasn't started, he hasn't started as many games as people think in the Premier League this season. He has been a bit part player, but the difference is with someone like Phil Foden is that when, he, when he's come on, he's made an instant impact and he's only 19 years old. You look at someone like Emile Smith-Rowe, who, yeah, Arsenal haven't been great, but he's been a standout and he's only 19 or 20. So, and, you know, these players... Arteta's done the same. He switched it up a lot as well. People that can't understand why they're not playing. But Hudson Doyle, I think, Charlie, would you agree, needs more minutes. But in the minutes he has been, can you remember one game where Hudson Doyle has stood out above everyone else? No, that's exactly what I was about to say. He hasn't had that game, has he? You know how a lot of youngsters come on and they have that game. Even even people like Kai Havertz, I feel like Palace away was his game. Yeah. Um, when he when he after a difficult season, he really did show what he can do, and we're seeing the benefits of that now. Hudson Odoi hasn't had that for Chelsea. He's had he's had decent games, pops up with the odd goal, but he's not really had that one where the crowd have got up on their feet and 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 he's been the one to make the difference. Um, I take into into account the point about his age. I think we tend to lump, you know, him in with Mason Mann and Tammy Abraham and Reese James. He's he's a good couple of years younger than those guys, um, mm-hmm. so so he definitely still does have time. I think the difficulty is, and I, I remember saying this. I think it was maybe two seasons ago or, or last season when he was kind of the one player that was never playing well when he came on. And I, <clears throat> and I think I've never seen a player more badly in need of a loan, like a, like a decent loan, proper game time the entire time. I still think that's true. Um, the club made it very difficult for themselves. Well, uh, the situation was made difficult for them with, with the Bayern Munich thing, with the prospect of losing, um, someone who, whether he's playing well or not, is, is, is quite evidently within the best players in England in his age group. Um, and having given him a new contract, paid him the money, kept him away from Bayern Munich, they obviously then had a, you know, they, they had to keep him in the squad and keep him playing. I think, I think he still needs a loan. Like, he's still young enough to have a loan. I don't, I don't think that's any uh, slight on him. I think he needs to go away, get game time. I'm not talking about the championship. I'm talking about, you know, Spain or Italy or, or you know, Aston Villa in the Premier League. Yeah. I, that's what I think he needs to do Mason because Mount. because he's not getting Mason Mount, exactly. Like, and, he's, a perfect, he's a perfect example. You know, yeah, exactly. He, he'll, he'll still only be 21 at the end of next season. You know, it, it's it's the perfect time for me. Um, I think I agree. Be, yeah. Because it's mm. hard to come in and stamp your, stamp your mark on Premier League games. Yeah. Uh, with 10, 20 minutes here and there. He yeah. hasn't done that and, and he needs he needs a team that, that he's going to be playing every week. He needs an attack built around him and he's not going to get that at Chelsea. So I, I think he, he certainly needs a loan and, and we take it from there. Definitely. Um, listen, like, like Chris said, you know, beating City was a bonus, then losing to Arsenal was put, I wouldn't say our top four spot in jeopardy, but it's it's really opened up the race because I mean it, a lot of it depends on if if Manchester United can beat Liverpool. If Liverpool win that game and win their game in hand, they're one point behind us with us still to play Leicester in the league. So, Chris, what are you? How are you feeling about this top four race now? Are you worried? Um, I think you always worry a bit, especially straight in the aftermath of a game like last night. But um, again, I, I'm still confident enough that we should uh, beat. Leicester and I think by that point (laughs) hopefully um, hopefully it's job done but yeah I mean it's the classic case isn't it I mean it's technically no difference where we would have been had Mm -hmm. we lost had we lost to um, City as as we kind of expected and then beaten Arsenal 
we're in exactly the same place, but it's just the nature of last night's defeat. Um, uh, and as Charlie said, like we, we rotated, but the players on the pitch are still good enough to win that game. But um, there were some really kind of flat displays from players who've been playing um, out of their skin recently, but maybe that is, um, maybe that is a consequence of, of this, this fixture pilot that we've had from getting to the latter stages of other competitions is that we weren't able to, to play to that level on a, on a um, what day was it yesterday? Wednesday night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's, it, having Liverpool breathing down your necks like that is not going to be comfortable, but um, I still have confidence that we'll get it done. They, they just need to bounce back from that very quickly. They need to get it out of their minds. Very Last quickly. night seemed like to sum up pandemic football for me uh, in yeah. the in that it was actually like a really big game, like London Derby with Champions League qualification potentially riding on it, like absolutely huge game um, for the rest of the season. And it felt like such a non-event. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it felt, you know, not, not just from a fan's point of view, but from the player's point of view, you sort of, you, it didn't, it seemed like a training match. It seemed like a Premier League Asia trophy match in mm-hmm. the summer. And it didn't really seem like anyone wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think those sort of games really have suffered. Um, in the pandemic and it kind of really summed that up for me and it kind of just can't wait to get fans back in the ground. I haven't got long to wait because Charlie I'm assuming you'll be there on Tuesday. Uh, the Leicester home game? Yes, I'm there. I'm so will I. So I will see you there, hopefully. But anyway, listen, that Arsenal game wasn't great preparation for Leicester, but in the FA Cup final. Um, Chris, how big is this game now? Because you know, we we need to bounce back. We have to. We haven't been in this position a lot under Tuchel. So I think it will really show the character of the players to turn around and do it in such a big final. Yeah. Um, last time, the response to the, to the West Brom defeat was really, really good, I think. I think that was the Palace game that we're talking about, wasn't it? Um, and that was pretty much the best we've played under Tuchel. So we need, we need something similar. But um, we've been here before. We, we've got the experience in these cup finals and... Um, Again, I, I think at the moment I haven't been impressed by Leicester recently. Even against Man United, they were playing like Man United C team. They weren't really at it until the second half. And I think they are. I think they they're going to do enough to qualify for the top four this season. I think just about. But um, they are also clearly maybe just struggling with fatigue and a bit of a downturn in form. But. Um, and hopefully that'll be evident at Wembley. As Charlie says, hopefully it does feel like more of an event. Um, but yeah, I think just our experience in that competition will hopefully see us through. And um, I imagine after that wake-up call, which is really what it was last night, Tuka will really be really be focusing uh, the players in training. And Charlie, well, who do you think, you know, like Chris says, are not in that great form at the moment. They have been on a bit of a wobble, but... They've still got players that can really hurt Chelsea. And, and where do you think those players lie within the Leicester team? All over the pitch. They're, they're, they're an ex, on their day, they're an excellent side. And more importantly, the sort of side, you know, built on directness and pace that can really, really, um, we can really struggle against. I think if, if we were to lose that kind of defensive field position, then Tielemans can really run riot in that space, which obviously we've got to avoid. Um, I am pretty bullish on our chances, really. I think, you know, they've not been in good form. I, frankly, I think we've got better players and a better manager than them. Um, mm. 
That, however, does go out the window sometimes at cup finals. You know, um, as I said before, chances will be at a premium. We need to make sure that we take ours. Um, and and yeah, like we, I think I think most people would be quite surprised if Chelsea don't win this, but we should obviously be respectful of where Leicester are in the league, which is above us. Um, mm. But you know, I think I think that our record in big games this season. I think, you know, with last night, an obvious exception, I, I think should should see us through. And and you'd like to think that we have the know-how um, yeah. in finals and, and, and what it takes to win them, um, either through the players or even just as a club, because, because, you know, this is one of the biggest days in Leicester's history. It's still absolutely massive for us. We should never be blasé about the FA Cup. We reached, you know, I think... We, we won it twice, uh, 1970 and 1997, um, in, the, in the 20th century. So we should never never be blasé about it. And, and those were huge momentous occasions for our club, um, as, as will Saturday be. So we, we just have to make sure that we don't get complacent. We need to bounce back after last night and um, take control of the game as we quite clearly can do. Mm. Um, just before I get a score prediction from you both for the for the FA Cup final on Saturday, Chris, I just want to ask about Kante because um, Thomas Tuchel said after the game that he was left out because uh, he was injured um, and he didn't want to risk him um, whilst we've got Mateo Kovacic out injured as well. Do you play Kante in this game and risk him or do you keep him for Tuesday in the, in the Premier League? What, what do you reckon? Or do you play him in both? Um, I think he'll play on, on Saturday. Uh, uh, I can't. I think that must have been for that purpose. He said something about pain management, didn't he? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I can't imagine he wouldn't start the cup final, but um, and hopefully he's he's maybe just withholding a bit of information to to start the mind games um, yeah. from mm -hmm. a selection point of view. But um, I think last night sort of showed that we really need him. We missed him a lot. I thought um, I like Billy Gilmore, but he's again, maybe he is a player who would who would benefit from alone instead of having these sporadic um, starts and appearances off the bench where he has barely any any opportunity to make an impact. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, other than that, yeah, I, I think it'll be fairly similar team, which is a slightly worrying thing after they played like that last night. But I do think even just having um, someone like Kante in the lineup raises everyone else's game. Um, Rudiger as well. I think I think we missed him last night. I think yes, Zuma definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, a bit nervous every time he got the ball, and I don't think that goal happens if Rudiger's there. No, true. Yeah, I think Rudiger's uh, alongside Thiago Silva is becoming sort of our, our best uh, centre back, isn't he? But um, yeah, maybe Ziyech starts as well because he got us to the final, of course. So, but yeah. <laughs> I think as, as much as, and I've probably led the queue on this, as much as Werner has been criticised completely justifiably, yeah. the team plays better when he's when he's playing. Mm. Like yeah. he will he will start the FA Cup final. He definitely start the Champions League final. Yeah. Um, his 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 runs, his directness, shame we can't put it in the back of the net like ever. But um, the team the team certainly plays a lot better when he plays, which is which is quite weird. Yeah. Um, but but I think he'll, he'll definitely start both cup finals, and I think you, you can see it. I think the, the movement attacking wise, uh, we missed him last night. Yeah, I think he's really like elevated and adapted his game in recent weeks. I think people have now realised that he's not going to be, especially not this season, but he's not going to be the thirty goal striker. But he has a, <laughs> a massively important role to play, um, 
And yeah, I think Charlie's right. It lifts, it lifts the whole, he's another one. He lifts the whole team when he does play. If he can stay on, stay on side for a bit, that would be good. Oh, that would be good. City game, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every time he's offside, he puts the ball in the back of the net. Great finish. That first <laughs> one where it was against City, lovely touch. Reese James Cross just literally touched it and it went to the top corner. And, mm. and the one where he took it round Edison as well. And I'm like, why every time you're onside, he can't do it. And every time he's off, he can. But listen, listen, we've got a massive game. FA Cup final. Charlie, Chris, give me your predictions. What are we saying? Are Chelsea going to win the FA Cup? Yeah, 2-1 Chelsea. Yeah, it'd, be, I was gonna it'd, be say, tight, it'd be a be a difficult game, but we'll win. Yeah, I was gonna say the exact same. I think I think two one. I've so. actually gone two one as well without knowing that. Um I did a little tip someone asked me <laughs> that, um, about the Champions League final and the FA Cup final, and I said, Yeah, FA Cup final will be tight, but two one Chelsea. So we're all going two one. Listen, Charlie Chris, thank you so much. That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you could drop us a review, it would be very much appreciated. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already, and if you've enjoyed what you heard, and we'll see you all next time, potentially as FA Cup winners.